So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business your relationships and your mindset if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. My name is Ben Hartley. Thank you for being here. Uh, the purpose of the podcast is to help you grow your business by helping you win more bookings, maximize your profits, and overcoming limiting beliefs. Today, we're going to be hitting on that third one, I imagine, pretty hard, the overcoming limiting beliefs. I have Dory Howell with me on today's episode. She's been a portrait photographer for the last 14 years out in between DC and Virginia, Dory Howell Photography. More recently, she has Harmony and Hangout, which helps photographers create a business that's fulfilling and fun. I love the alliteration. Um, and uh, and we're going to be talking about overcoming fear today. This is why I mentioned that, that overcoming limiting beliefs side of the conversation. We're going to be talking about fear. I, I imagine that after the year that we've seen that this industry is overcoming a lot of fear. At the very least, I know I am. And so thank you for being here today. Before we dive into the conversation, uh, yeah. I'd love to invite you as a listener um, because this podcast that you're listening to right now um, was out a couple months in advance. There was a group of people that got early access to this episode of the podcast, and you could be one of them. There's a community that I have. Uh, just, I just call it my mastermind group, and it's over on Facebook. There's over 17,000 photographers, and uh, I, I do behind-the-scenes recordings over video of the podcast uh, there in that space live. And so you get the uncut raw edition. I imagine Dory's going to say some crazy things today that are going to get censored. She's got this look on her face. She's got a twinkle in her eye that are going to get censored in the podcast. But when you catch it live in the mastermind group, uh, it's just, it's unadulterated. It's just right there. And so uh, if you go over to benhartley.com forward slash mastermind, benhartley.com forward slash mastermind, you can join that space, uh, catch early episodes of the podcast, as well as free coaching every week, every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday from me at 3 p.m. EST. Can't wait to see you guys there. Dory Howell, what? welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's so great to be here. And full disclosure, I had no idea that we were going to be going live in your mastermind group at the same time. And I love that so, so much. So um, 
that's exciting. I that whole live element just kind of lights me up a little bit. So it this your is toes, great. You know, yeah, it totally I, does. I've discovered that when I'm I, I make a lot of content, right? And yeah, whenever, it's crazy. Whenever I'm pre-recording content, the amount of times that maybe I make a mistake and I stop the recording, or I, I want to go back and I edit, it's ridiculous. It happens all the time, nonstop. I'll stop it. I'll pause it. I'll restate something. But mm-hmm. whenever I'm live, whenever we are fully sending it. It just doesn't happen. It's like the there's no safety net. You just keep right. going. And it's like my brain knows that and it just keeps moving forward. Yeah. The authentic- um, the authenticity of it, um, I think is what I love so much. And mm-hmm. you know, I love flying without a safety net and just and just talking, just having this conversation, which I think is super important. So it's great to be here today. Yeah, absolutely. 14 years as yep. a portrait photographer. Have you always been a portrait photographer, Dory? Yeah, I started with the babies because I was really um kind of dumb when I first started. And I can say that now. Hey, hey, you you told me you were live. You don't know what's going to come out of my mouth. So it's about me. It's the fact that I thought newborn babies would be easy. It's just like, oh, they just lay there. What's the, what's the problem? How challenging can this be? So that's how I started. And um, I learned very, very quickly that they are not easy in any way, shape, or form. So I have great respect for anyone who specializes in that genre. I've specialized in it for 13 years, and I've um, branched out and done a lot of other portrait work. I have, I will do a wedding if someone calls me for a wedding, but it's not anything that I show on social media or in my portfolio. And they're usually very small events. Um, and usually I know the people or, or that type of thing. So yeah, it's mostly portrait work. And I started out doing natural light and then I developed a love for studio and off camera flash and taking lights outside and really just doing beautiful traditional portrait work. And so um, you kind of see a mix on my website and obviously COVID has hit us all in different ways. Um, so there's a, I have a whole story on that. And so it's just nice to be, I see everything waking up and being able to have these conversations mm-hmm. and seeing clients and all that type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just to tie back uh, to your story, when I started, you know, I, I believe in positioning, I believe in focusing up and, and niching down. And yet I also believe in when you first start, you, you don't know what that is. And yeah. so you got to shoot everything. Right. So my first yeah. year, Dory, I was hustling. I was, I was shooting <laughs> everything I could possibly shoot. And it took me exactly one newborn session to realize uh-uh. <laughs> There's no, no thank way. you. <laughs> There's no way I'm doing this again. Um, yeah. And so I just, yeah. I relate. Uh, yeah. I'm really How hard great. can they be? They just lay there. <laughs> <laughs> so Joy, yeah. walk me through uh, a bit of what you've experienced here over the last 16 months. And um, yeah, and maybe I'll keep it as open as that. I'll let you decide okay. where you want to take it. All right. Well, I have a unique story in my COVID story in that my studio, I shut down my studio before COVID even started because my mother was dying of cancer Mm -hmm. and she had had a 12 year battle of cancer, but the last few months of her life were extremely, extremely difficult. And I was my sister and I, I was the person who handled the logistics. I was the person who handled the caregivers, who handled the hospice, who handled all those types of things. And it got to a point about the middle of November, December of, 
what, 2018. And I just said, I just do it my hands. It was a total surrender. I'm like, I can't do all this. Mm. So the studio's closed. And I did. I closed my studio then. And so three days before um, we shut down here in the Fairfax County area of Virginia, my mom passed away. And then we had COVID and my studio was still closed. And in the middle, in the middle of that, I had um, a situation with my daughter's health that I had to attend to. And then um, after my mom died of cancer, then now my sister has been diagnosed with cancer. Mm -hmm. And in the middle of all of this, we have COVID. So what happened with me, with my studio, and this is a a weird way of looking at it, but I always like to look at the world as in a positive light versus a negative light was COVID was only in the situation of my studio. It was almost a gift Hmm. that I could have my studio closed and everyone could assume that it was because of COVID when actually behind the scenes, I was dealing with some pretty traumatic personal situations. Hmm. And it almost gave me a... A, um, an appropriate excuse mm-hmm. to be able to be closed for a very long time. But in the process of that, I still have the after effects of not only the, you know, the emotional trauma that came with those experiences, but also now I have to build my business back up and I have mm-hmm. to do it just like everybody else is doing. And at the same time that everybody else is doing. So Dealing with those personal that personal situation, and then also realizing I now that I want to build everything back up, I'm ready to get back out there. Um, all of those self doubts start creeping in again, and I'm dealing with a lot of the self doubts that I dealt with five or six years ago, seven years ago when I was building my business the first time, mm-hmm. and now I'm I'm I feel like even though I'm not, I feel like I'm back at square one. Yeah, And dealing with the things of like, oh my gosh, I need to adjust my pricing or I don't want to do this business model anymore. How do I change it? How do I communicate that to my clients? I don't want to offer certain products anymore. I don't want to niche down. I want to shoot more different, a more variety. I want to have more variety in my portfolio and deal with different things. How do I present that to people? Mm-hmm. And then every time you make one of those decisions, one of those decisions has a lot of smaller decisions that go with it. And every single time I hit a decision, I I notice it right away because if I can't make a decision right away, that I procrastinate on it. Hmm. And that procrastination for me or, for me is fear. That's how it manifests itself. Yeah. Is it I'll be putting it off or I'll be putting off an email that I want to that I need to send that maybe I'm telling a client something that I don't want to have to tell them or, or something mm-hmm. has adjusted or I need to make a phone call. So I put those things off and you and I both know that if you put something off long enough, if you put something off long enough, it becomes a much bigger deal. Oh, wait, <laughs> it doesn't it, just go away. It doesn't, <laughs> I know it doesn't just magically disappear, right? It yeah. becomes a, such a, a, a bigger deal than had I just addressed it right away. So I'm finding myself even though I'm an established business owner, even though I've mentored with the very best, even though I've heard all the, you know, it's just your brain telling you stories and your limiting beliefs thing. It's a totally different scenario now that I am actually going through it. And um, I do call upon my training and I do go back to my mentors and I do reinforce those, that positive messaging that I need to hear, but that doesn't necessarily make the the journey even, you know, easier. Right. You still have to go through it. Yeah. So um, 
with fear specifically, I know for me, like I said, it manifests in procrastination, but it can manifest itself in so many different ways in people's business that they may not even recognize it. If you have a lack of motivation, if you have um, a lack of action, and then on the opposite side, because if it's if it's going to be he- way heavily on the lack side, then some people go full force the other direction of they overwork. They over, they're like over motivated. They're super passionate. They're working 20 hours a day and that type of thing. So it can go both ways and learning to recognize it and realize what it is, is something that I think is really, really important. And that would, those were lessons that I missed when I was new. Yeah, I just, I just didn't get it. It's that uh, the, that fight or flight mechanism. It's like for you, mm-hmm. the 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 flight is almost or the and there's a few more. There's like fight, flight, follow, fool, freeze. There's a few different ways yeah. that we kind of uh, we push down or resist against pain or suffering mm-hmm. or, or fear, right? Yeah. And so for you, it's that freeze. It's mm-hmm. that like flight. Oh. Like I'm just gonna like not I'm just gonna open stay right mind. here. I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna sit right here. I'm not gonna do anything. Yeah. And it doesn't go away. The problem doesn't go away. The email that I need to write doesn't go away. The pricing fix that I need to put in place because I know I'm losing money. Like, Mm -hmm. unless I do it, I'm going to continue to lose money, but I'm scared to do it. Yeah. And you have to realize that it goes so much deeper than just like, oh, I'm scared. I just don't want to do that. It's, your brain's programming. It's the way that it's experiencing this particular situation. It's the experiences you've had in the past. It's the messages that you um, allow yourself to hear day in and day out that all come down to how you react in this situation. All right, podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick pause here in order to give a thank you to the supporters of the SFP podcast, because if you're listening, it likely means that you have a small business or you know someone who does. And if this is you, you are wearing far too many hats. And some of these hats are amazing, right? Like being a photographer, but some like filing taxes, running payroll, not so great. This is where Gusto comes in. This is the solution, you guys. Gusto, G-U-S-T-O, Gusto. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, HR actually easy for small businesses. I used to be on like an old school payroll processor from like 1982 and it was terrible. Gusto now has fast, simple payroll processing. Uh, this is the really cool thing. They automatically pay and file your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Um, they make like, like W-2s, sending out 1099s, uh, incredibly easy to run. You guys, those old school clunky payroll providers, the one that I was on that I just left, uh, they just weren't built for the way that the small modern business uh, is meant to work. But Gusto is, you guys, no joke. I got really excited because I switched to Gusto before they contacted me uh, to come on as an advertiser. I'm like, this just makes sense. I actually use this thing. Um, The really cool thing too is everything is online, like the ability to sign, store, and organize all the employee documents. It's all online. It's all in one place. You guys, let Gusto wear one of your many hats. Uh, it gets better because for you podcast listeners, you get the first three months free when you run your first payroll. Try this demo out for yourself at gusto.com forward slash photo. That's gusto.com, G U S T O forward slash photo. It all starts with the click of a shutter, an instant, a moment captured that can last a lifetime. 
if you know where to save it. Smug Mug Source is the latest addition to your photography toolkit. Now, every photographer of every skill level can manage, store, and organize every photo, including RAWs, from any device to ensure no moment captured is ever lost. Smug Mug Source uses powerful search technologies and organization tools so you can spend less time managing photos and more time taking them. With Smug Mug's near 20-year experience in proudly protecting billions of photos, Source makes Smug Mug a truly end-to-end photography platform. Head over to smugmug.com forward slash source now to learn more and start your free trial. No credit card required. That's smugmug.com forward slash source. Smug Mug Source. Every photo, every format, everywhere. Have there been, you, you mentioned like, you're no like a green thumb when it comes to being a portrait photographer to having a business for 14 yeah. years, you've had one, right? And yeah. so was there anything that was surprising for you that the fear that you noticed come up, uh, like in the areas that you, that you saw come up, like, I'd never imagined that I would be back here again, feeling this thing, uh, feeling this way about this thing. Is there anything in particular? I think what I personally struggle with the most, it's not pricing, it's not business practices, it's not Mm. studio policies. That's another place where photographers like, oh, I'm scared to set a policy because people may not like it, that type of thing. But for me, it's client contact. It's reaching out to Mm. clients. It's asking for business. It's sending out those weekly newsletters, putting myself out there in front of them. I want to think, you know, that people will remember me and that people, no matter if they've dealt with me in the past or they know what I do, that I'm going to be first on their, first on their lips when it comes to if they want to hire a portrait photographer. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, is that's only going to be for a very small number of clients that I've dealt with in the past. Um, but putting yourself out there continually, writing email content, be putting yourself out there on social media is something that um, I never had to do at the very beginning. And that's something that I have to do now is that I have to put myself out there in a professional way. I have to come up with the content for the newsletters. I have to be putting myself in front of my clients so that when they need me, I, they, you know, they saw my name in their inbox or that type of thing. I'm, I'm right there. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they didn't read the email, but they saw it was from me, like I'm, I'm first one that they're going to call. Um, and that is something that I struggle with. You know, I send out emails. I'm, I, the consistency of them is not great. I've gotten much, much better, but just that constant having to, feel like you don't want to feel like you're forcing yourself on your audience, but you have to let them know you're still there and you have to do it in a consistent way. Mm-hmm. And so that's the, that's the thing that I struggle with the most. Yeah. So um, one of the things that I've noticed is uh, not only am I good at this, but I've noticed that every other human is really good at coaching other people. Mm-hmm. Right. Like uh, uh, even the, even the photographers that I coach, they're good at coaching other photographers, hell, they're good at coaching me in certain things. And then I, and then it's like, I look at my own life and my own self and I'm just like, ah, like, I don't, (laughs) I think there's some years where I'm like, I don't know what to do here, but like, I would know what to tell somebody else. Yeah. And so I'm curious what's going through your mind as you're trying to coach yourself through 
this fear? Well, for me, I truly believe that there is not a lack of knowledge in the world. We all know how to do something. So it isn't about the how. Mm-hmm. It the you know, you might need some help of doing something, but really the we're overrun with how-to information. We have so much of it coming at us all the time. And so it isn't the how-to, it's the um, it's the reason behind it. And that, for me, is what goes deeper. And that's what I reach out for when I'm looking for help, you know, from mentors or that type of thing. It's not that I don't know how to send out, um, you know, a consistent email newsletter to my clients. It's not that I don't know how to write it or what to say or what to include. What is my issue as far as personally why I am struggling with actually doing it? So for me, I know that it's just a matter of I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be a bother. I don't want to, I don't want to seem nudgy. I don't, I don't want to come across as someone who's desperate, that mm-hmm. type of thing. So my, I think some people believe it's the how-to but usually it's not the how-to. And so since I recognize that in the people that I coach, I recognize that in myself. And I really dive into that side of dealing with procrastination and fear and issues that I'm having in my business. Because step-by-step, you can can get that from really well-meaning people and really well-educated people in so many great places. Yeah. But it's it's what's behind it. That yeah, I think is I've, what I'm interested in. I've heard Tony Robbins speak to, I think it was Tony, speak to the fact that like one of the largest industries in the entire world, even if you want to talk about coaching industries, like yeah. it's it's the health and fitness. It's like you're- Oh, it's huge. Like, yeah, like uh, weight loss, right? right. There, but there's no shortage. Like we all know how to do it. Like the, no, at this yeah. point, we all know how. Right. You know, we all know what it's going to take. Right. But it's that it's that step of okay, but what's stopping me from that? How? How? You know? It's, yeah. Well, you know, as someone who struggles with their weight, and I've struggled with my weight for a really long time, that's an an analogy that I totally relate to. And it wasn't until after my mom passed away in my sister's diagnosis of breast cancer. And um, I really said like, that was a huge eye opener. It's like, Dory, you know how to do this. And so I have taken steps that I need to make sure that I can conquer what I need to conquer in my personal life. But you just, you know how you can hear the same thing over and over and over and over. And just one day it'll click. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the way it is. And you have to be, I think you have to get yourself in a situation where you're ready to hear it and you're ready to act on it, even though it might be hard, even though it might be scary. The pain of staying, say, for example, with my email situation, we'll use that as an example. The pain of me not having clients and reaching out to my clients is greater than me not sending out those emails. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to you have to get to that breaking point that tipping point of when you're ready to hear the message when you're ready to act on it and be and humble yourself and realize i need to do something mm-hmm. so when it comes to um conquering this fear and uh i i love to maybe bring it um I don't know if practical is the right word. Maybe it's tangible, actionable even. Yeah. You know, like let's say that that uh, you were coaching me 
And there was a fear uh, that I had. Maybe we'll go on in a different direction. And maybe that fear existed in just like the fear of being able to actually make enough money. Okay. You know, um, and and so with that is also like the fear of being able to charge enough, mm-hmm. uh, especially with so many photographers in my area. Yeah, and just feeling like that fear is is uh, is just a, it can be crippling. It can almost mm-hmm. feel like insurmountable. Where uh, at least I can I'm speaking from my own experience here of just like. Yeah, I've got all the time in the world to work on stuff, but it's almost like this weight on me that just keeps me in bed. You yep. know what I mean? It's like, I'm just yep. going to pull those covers up because that fear is just a little too much for me to look right. at today. And you're but, safe there. Say that again. You're safe there. Yeah. You feel safe. Literally covers over my head, mm-hmm. completely yep. safe. Yep. So can you, can we talk through this a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So here's where the idea of, you know how to do it but you're not feeling, you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed in all the emotions that go around taking that step forward. Mm-hmm. One thing we have to remember, and this is, I, I love telling this story, is the fact that our brains can only trigger us into action if we, based on experiences that it knows. Okay. And, our, and our brain was designed to keep us safe. So if you're looking at this, I just can't get out of bed. I just want to stay where it's warm and cozy. Your brain looks at that and says, good, Ben. I want you to stay here because guess what? We know what's going to happen if you stay here. Mm-hmm. We're going to be safe. We're going to be warm. Nothing's going to happen out of the ordinary. Everything can wait till tomorrow. So we're just going to stay here. And that's the message that we're going to hear from our brain. Okay. Then what we have to do is be able to recognize that message and tell our brain to be quiet hmm. and and realize that yes we need to take a step out take a step out into where it's going to be uncomfortable and try something new and your brain's going to be fighting it every step of the way and i have two analogies that i like to use for this it's one is the italian grandmother many people have heard me talk about this before the italian grandmother is there to keep you safe feed you ravioli and meatballs and make sure that you're very well cared for. And then you go to grandma and you say, Hey, grandma, I want to go to to college in another country. And I think that's going to be really good for you. And Mm -hmm. grandma's going to come back and say, Oh, are you sure that's a good idea? Like, is that the best decision for you? You're going to be so far away. How will I take care of you? You'll I'll never talk to you again because that's what grandma knows. Grandma wants to keep you safe. So grandma's telling you and grandma's your brain telling you not to go when you're saying, but I really, I really want to go. And even though grandma supposedly wants what's best for for you, at some point in time, you have to say, I, I got to go. Like, mm-hmm. I, I really believe in this. I got to go. The other story of this is if you have Disney Plus or if anybody listening has Disney Plus, they have a movie right now called Luca. Have you yeah. seen that yet? Yeah, 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 it was great. It was good. So you, I don't want to give away in front any- of, uh, I cried in front of uh, <laughs> my neighbors. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring up that traumatic experience. <laughs> But I don't know if you remember, and I don't want to give away any plot line or anything like this, but about 20 minutes in, they're talking about the fear. And one of the little boys says to the other little boys, sometimes you just have you just have to say Silencio Bruno. And he's like, Silencio Bruno, who you know, who's Bruno? And basically Bruno is the fear. And sometimes you just have to tell it to shut up. Mm-hmm. And you just have to be like, I'm gonna do this anyway. And then what can happen when you step out, you can realize, oh, it wasn't 
no one replied back to my email, you know, speaking of my experience, Dory, no one replied back to your email telling you to like shut up and close your business and you're horrible. Mm -hmm. Like, um, and in your situation, you can get up, you can go and say, oh, no one told me that my prices were too high today. Um, and if they did tell you that your prices were too high, you know that you have the experience and the research behind it to justify what you charge. Um, until you start taking those little steps and then those little steps become bigger steps. And you, re- so you start to realize that the joy and the satisfaction that you get from being in your business and serving your clients is better than what it would have been had you stayed in bed. Yeah. There's, um, there's a, I love where we're going with this. There is a, um, there's an idea that, uh, that I'd love to, to piggyback to this where um, I do something similar. There's a slight tweak. I've noticed in my own life that like whatever I'm resisting or, or fighting, it just keeps showing up in my life. There's a phrase, whatever you resist persists. Yeah. 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 It doesn't go away. Yeah. And, and so on that, one of the things that I, I used to do was to be, and I know where you're going with this. There's a, there's a degree of just like taking action. And yet um, I used to also like get mad at my brain or get mad at and turn myself, right? Like, I'm mm-hmm. so dumb for sitting here and thinking these things and, and, and yeah. just like, go away, shut up fear. It's like, this isn't thing. And, and, and so I'd almost make it bad and, and I'd make my thought process wrong in a way. And for me, I, whatever I did that, it has tended to show up more and more in my life. And so one of the things that I learned through my coach was to, um, to treat the fear as an ally, like to almost like welcome it in and, mm-hmm. and just to be able to say, hold your, um, hold your enemies close, right? Yeah. But to even mm-hmm. say just like, Hey, um, thank you. Like that anxiety yeah. that's welling up right now. And that mm-hmm. fear Hey, thank you, body, brain, for wanting to keep me safe. I appreciate that so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I've got this though. Today yeah. is the day and I've got this. Thank you yeah. for showing up for me and for mm-hmm. protecting me. I'm here now and I'm fully present and I've got it today. Yeah. And um, and it's it's like almost using as a signal as an ally and 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 to, to speak it to it with gratitude. You yeah, know? and just acknowledging it, just acknowledging yeah. that it's there, I think is huge. So many people look at this as a bad thing. And so it has that negative con- connotation. It has that mm. negative impact in your life. And then you just want to push it aside because mm-hmm. you're interpreting it as something bad. You want to push it aside, shove it in the closet and not even acknowledge it. And maybe you don't make friends with it, but at least you can acknowledge that it's there. You can, you can speak to it in a way with respect and just like you say, say, yeah, I- I'm good. I got this. Thank yeah. you. But thank you. But no. Thank you, but no, not today, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife taught me that. Um, she, yeah, that's she, great. She practiced that really well. Yeah. So, so this is good. So, I, I like where we're going with this. Um, for is this a, like a practice? Does it get easier, Dory? <laughs> that's the key. Is I think a lot of people think that it gets easier, and especially when you're, you're speaking about business, when you're first starting out, you have a, you have a box, you have a box of beliefs, you have a box of tasks, you have a box of vision and dreams. 
say Mm. everything's in this box. And then you realize that you've kind of taken care of everything in this box and you need to open the door and step outside. But what you don't realize is that here's here's the box and you want to step outside it, but all you're doing is stepping into a bigger box. Mm-hmm. And then you step into a bigger box. And then you step into a bigger box. So as you get more experience, I do think it gets easier. It doesn't go away. But really, you're just stepping into different boxes. Because say pricing, for example, this is a really easy way to explain it. You start out charging the $300 session fee, and maybe you add a couple products. And then you're like, oh, I really want to add more products, maybe raise my prices, that type of thing. But the first few times you do it, it's it's tough. Because you feel, you know, you feel anxious. How are people going to respond to this? But you're going to feel that anxiety every time you raise your prices in most circumstances. Mm -hmm. And say you have someone come in and they want to buy everything you offer. And it is a $15,000 sale. Okay. And for someone like me, that would be a huge sale. I don't even know if I would have enough from a portrait session to offer someone that would get to that amount. But I'm going to have some anxiety over a $15,000 sale because one, it's never happened. Grandma's never experienced it before. Bruno's never experienced it before. So I'm going to worry about that. Um, But if it happens a couple more times, I'd be like, yeah, I got this. But then someone comes in and wants to do a $25,000 sale. I'm going to have those same, that same emotional reaction because I've never experienced a $25,000 sale. Hmm. So Yes, it gets easier, but it gets it gets easier in different ways, and it doesn't necessarily go away all the time. Yeah, yeah. The thing that I've discovered that gets easier because you're right. Though maybe a way that I've heard it phrased is like the more success that you have, the more. And this is a dramatic word, so give me some grace here. The more <laughs> suffering you'll experience, just like the more pain is going to come your way. There's like you keep leveling up, bigger and uh-huh. bigger stakes, right? The stakes get higher. Yeah, stakes get higher. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. so I agree that that it doesn't go. That doesn't get easier, and yet I think what what I've discovered for myself that does get easier is pretty much the only way that I've figured to like work through fear is rather than trying to, like I was saying, resist it or to keep it away, <laughs> is to actually feel it. Mm-hmm. I think that it it seems to keep coming up more and more and become more debilitating when I don't allow myself to actually feel what I'm feeling. Okay. And the more that I shove down those feelings, the more the anxiety builds and the more that it shows up in other ways and the more I stay in bed. <laughs> and so maybe what, what I'm getting is maybe the thing that I think I've gotten a little better at uh, that has become easier is allowing myself to actually feel the emotion mm-hmm. um, and, and almost let it pass through me. Yeah. You know, I think early on, I'd be like, oh my God, I don't like this. I need to numb. I need to get away. I need to follow. I need to fool. I need to freeze. I need to fight. And, yeah. I, and all the resistance would come through. And, and I think I've just, I, I've learned as I've gotten older to just like feel it and let it yeah. move through me. And that's not easy. <laughs> that isn't easy. And that, you know, to be honest with you, that is not how I'm wired at all. That yeah. is not something. But I think, you know, also, you know, different personality types mm. all deal with these things differently. And so there might be something that you can share in your story that resonates more than someone with me. Now, mm-hmm. my background is professional singing. That's what I did all oh, when cool. I was younger and... um 
up until I was about 25, I was a professional singer. I traveled around. I did operas locally and that type of thing. So in that training, there was like fear was something that was programmed into us. It's like, you have to get through the anxiety. You have to get over it. You have to push it aside. You have a job to do. You have to go out there and perform. Hmm, so the show must go on. Yeah. The show must go on. I don't care if your knees are shaking and your dress isn't zipped up in the back, but you got to go in and hit those notes. So my training makes it so that I, I don't allow myself to feel it. I am very much of like, oh, you're there. Nice to see you. Not today. Let's keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, had I not had that training, I don't, I don't know if I would sit with it more. I can't say. Mm-hmm. But that was something that was absolutely trained into me at a very young age is that anxiety is there. It's good to recognize it, but we have a job to do. And mm-hmm. so we're going to go do it. And I remember going and auditioning for, you know, Washington Opera and a lot of different, you know, singing for big, big names and that type of thing where I would wear dresses that specifically for the audition. I would check to make sure that if my legs were shaking, you could not see my dress shake. Oh, in wow. audition because my knees would shake in my auditions. That's how, and it didn't have anything to do with me not being prepared or not knowing the songs, even though I was singing in a lot of different languages. It was, that was how my nerves came out was that my legs would shake. And I just, I'd stand in front of the mirror at home and be like, okay, shake my knees. Is my dress shaking? No. Okay. Well, I can wear, I can, this is a good one, you know, mm-hmm. because I didn't want, I didn't want other people to see it because that levels on a whole new level of anxiety. If you're standing in front of people or if you're putting yourself out there in some way, or you're at a session and maybe, maybe you forget the next pose that you want to do, or maybe you just, your brain just kind of leaves the building for a minute. It piles on if you think people are noticing the internal struggle that you're having. So being able to take steps so that other people don't notice those things is, is good to do as well. Hmm. Have you ever, um, have you noticed um, ever uh, what, what I made up from what you just said is that you were able to channel your fear uh, at least in the singing example that you were yeah. giving, right? It's like you're able to channel it and then move it and take it with you on stage and and it propelled you in some way. Yeah. Um, is that accurate or am I missing the mark? No, we uh, we were always taught in master classes and that type of thing that fear, you need to use it to your advantage. And mm-hmm. if you ever went on stage and you were not nervous at all and you were going to be singing in front of a master class or on, you know, in front of an audience or something, if you got to the point there was that there was just no nerves at all, um, that was a problem because that would allow you to start being sloppy mm-hmm. and you had gotten too comfortable on stage. Mm-hmm. And I remember being in a few shows where I got entirely too comfortable on stage. And then that started scaring me because I'm like, well, I know all this so well, I can do it in my sleep. Like this isn't a problem. It's not really even a challenge anymore. Yeah. But so there is, there's a fine line of being, of being able to use the anxiety that you're feeling to propel you forward versus having it stop you in your tracks and totally, um, totally derail you. Yeah. And that's going to be different for everybody. Yeah. 
I was watching a TikTok video the other day of a of a guy jumping off a cliff, skydiving, right? <laughs> and uh, and he's getting uncomfortably close to the ground, and then he proceeds to do a flip forward <laughs> while his shoots open. Anyhow, it was one of those videos that, like, I'm sure you've seen a video that you oh, yeah. just go to the comments to see like what else people are saying. Huh? And, um, and the very first comment right there was like, this is what happens when you get too comfortable yep. with the fear or something mm-hmm. like that. Like you're, yeah. you're comfortable in the fear. It's like when there's no fear at all, it's not always a good thing. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, it can, fear can be used for good and it can be used for evil. So yeah. you need to figure out where that tipping point is for yourself. And if you're, if you're feeling like it's too much on the negative side, then you need to take those steps to try and move it to the positive side. And um, I have a couple questions that I ask myself when I'm dealing maybe with something new or that type of thing that help me kind of manage what's going on. And a lot of it has to do with the fear and also the limiting beliefs that we run into. Um, One is I always ask myself, you know, has this, has anyone experienced this before and gotten the result that you think you're going to have. So has anybody ever, um, say, let's just use um, selling products, for example. So prints. Sure. Um, and people say, well, my clients don't want prints. Well, do they have any prints displayed in their home? Yes. Okay. Guess what? They, they want prints. Um, so you have to whittle away at those, at those beliefs that are, that are um, nagging at you slowly, yeah. but surely. And sometimes you have to just repeat it over and over and over until it sticks. So when it comes to the prints thing, it's like, well, Snapfish didn't make, you know, $3 billion or whatever is in 2018 into 2019, because no one didn't want prints. Like, you know, they're pretty, they're pretty successful in what they do in printing photographic work. And it didn't all come from mugs and mouse pads and t-shirts and school, you know, school pictures. It's people are getting their pictures printed. So um, has it happened before to you? Um, And is it a decision that can't be changed? Because I firmly believe in most situations, if I make a decision in my business, it doesn't have to be the end all be all decision that can never be changed, modified, backtracked, or anything like that. So say you have um, something that you want to offer and you think it's really great and you post it all over social media and you go for a year and no one buys it. Okay, well, maybe you don't sell that anymore. Mm-hmm. Not a big deal. Maybe you raise your prices and you realize after three months, oh, I might have been a little too aggressive in that. Backtrack them a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, any decision that we can make in business is not going to end your business. Most things can be changed. And I personally find great um, comfort in that, that I'm not yeah. going to make a decision that's going to just totally run my business, you know, under and everything can be changed and modified. And most of the time people say, well, if I change my prices one way and then I change them the other way, what will people think? It's like, yeah, people probably aren't thinking about your business that much Yeah. to keep track of it. Yeah. So, so lean into that and know that unless they've inquired for a session, they're not going to know that you've made these changes Yeah. and it's going to be fine. So yeah. really leaning into that decision-making process and realizing that it doesn't have to be permanent. Love it thrash. Yeah. I think yeah. uh, that's what I just, I described it as thrashing. I love thrashing my business. It's like test, <laughs> yeah. learn, change, adjust, <laughs> tweak. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love testing things. I love testing things. I do it all the time. And I'm like, oh, did did anybody notice that I did that? Do I want them to notice that I did that? Oh, yeah. You know, sometimes you do and sometimes you don't. But yeah, nothing that you do in the course of one day or one week or even one month is going to run a business into the ground. Yeah. Absolutely. It's not going to happen. So <laughs> Good, this is fantastic. Where, where can people uh, find you online and, and continue a conversation that way? Sure. Well, I put my um, IG handle right there. It's at um, Instagram is just the Dory, D-O-R-I-E, the Dory Howell. And then Harmony Hangout. I have a website, harmonyhangout.com. Um, and I do have a Facebook page that I post to occasionally, but you're going to find me most days probably on Instagram. Awesome. Dory, thank you for being here today. Uh, And uh, hey, thanks for connecting with me, Um, reaching out and and asking to come and be a part of this. I don't know if that was one of those emails that you were like, oh man, what's going to (laughs) happen? You know what? I've been trying to be bold about, I love going on podcasts and everything, but these are one of these things that, you know, was switches, changes of life. It's like, I have nothing to lose. Like, yeah. yeah, it was like when it's hey, I'm going to reach out to Ben. I know Ben. I've been on his podcast before. I'm just going to reach out, and if he wants to have me, great. If he doesn't, hey, you know, no big deal. I'll try again in a few months. But um, so I appreciate I appreciate being on here very much. Yeah, absolutely. Podcast listeners, thank you for tuning in uh, to Dory Howell today. Um, really appreciate you joining us. If you'd like to actually listen back on that episode that Dory was just bringing up, it's about 100 episodes back. Yeah, it's a long uh, time ago. Episode <laughs> 65 wow. came on, and we talked about mastering in-person sales. Mm-hmm. And so uh, definitely check that episode out, episode 65 of the Six Figure Photography Podcast. Listeners, uh, thank you again for being here today. I can't wait to have you guys Tune into the next episode. Maybe I'll see you in the mastermind group. Either way, my plea to you is to keep showing up. Bye, everybody.